Hi, I'm Holly. And I am Danielle. And you're listening to the Spooky Hour. Do you remember we walked by the castle and it did that? Oh my god, yes. (laughs) That was amazing. That was the best thing ever. Um, I brought that back because it's officially spooky season because it's September 1st. It is. As of the time of recording. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so happy spooky season. Happy spooky season, everybody. That's all the positivity I have this week. <laughs> I was like, I was going to say that the leaves are falling, but like they're changing, Danielle. They're not falling yet. Yeah, they're starting to change around here. It makes me very excited. Oh, the so one tree, there's one tree on our like dog walking route. That's like, it's huge and it's always my favorite. And it's always the first to turn and oh. it's just starting at the top now. I'm like, oh. That's like our neighbor's tree always changes. Like I had a picture like a week ago like like you know the like snapchat memory yeah for like three years ago and it was like the whole tree was pitch red already it's they insane hurry up then Fuck, right <laughs> i think i'm pretty sure it's like already halfway done it's insane amazing yeah i love it so but yeah that's that's all i've got this week i'm tired <laughs> i am so i hate tired. my job this week i'm yeah. over life I have to go in the but office we're going to see tomorrow. My- oh, Ooh. do you? Yeah. We, we're down to like two days a week and I usually do Monday, Tuesday in the office. And then Tuesday rolled, I went in Monday and I rolled, Tuesday rolled around and I was like, nah. And then Wednesday came, I was like, nah. Well, I had to half a day <laughs> Wednesday. And then Thursday happened and I was like, nah. And now Did I Did you go in on Wednesday? No. I took half a day. Oh. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. We're still doing, we do like summer hours. So if you work extra hours, you can take those hours off. Yeah. So I had like half a day on Wednesday and I went and got my dress and did a bunch of shopping that I should have not have spent my money on, but <laughs> Fuck it. Guys, I got a, like, jug that says, go- or, ghost hunting fuel. I love it. What are you putting in it? Um, I'm probably gonna make tea. Like an iced like tea. Like iced tea? Yeah. Yeah, I like lemon it. iced tea. I was gonna say iced coffee, but I like iced tea better. Oh. That's more you. Oh my god, you know those things we had at the Bachelorette? And I, oh, I told you. Those, and we got, like, the iced coffee version. Oh, yeah, yeah, Guys, don't get them. They're such a weight. Like, they taste good, but, Was like, it, it's... Oh, okay. It's, like, 100 milliliters of water you add in, and I'm, like, I'm gonna sip this in, like, three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta get the pouches I was telling you about. Those at least make, like, a whole... Pit. Like, you could probably make it in your uh, ghost hunting jug. Yeah, I gotta get that. They're a little pricey, but, like, it comes with three pouches, I think. Okay. And it makes it makes quite a bit. They're aight. Right, they aight. They aight. They aight. <laughs> But I don't really have anything. I was rethinking about next week's recording. Did we say we're recording next week? Uh, we said it was a maybe. Because I don't didn't know what wedding stress we were looking at. And also yeah. we're seeing My Chemical Romance on Monday. And I usually write my script on Monday. And I'm thinking so. about editing. And I have to like do shit on the weekend. Oh, yeah. So we might not do it. Mm-mm. We might take an early vacation. Mm-hmm. Listen, Danielle's getting married and it's very important. I'm going to cry already. Goddamn. I'm leaving. <laughs> it was nice knowing everybody. I'm literally <sighs> tearing up. It's fine. Stop it. <laughs> I'm PMSing. You know when you're like in like a store and your mom embarrasses you? Can you like stop and em- walk away? Can you stop embarrassing me, Holly? <laughs> Fuck. I don't think I've said it like out loud like that. Okay. It's fine. Um, so this might be our last episode for a hot minute. Uh, probably probably till october yeah and then we're gonna come back full force and i actually already have two scripts written for october holy shit look at you i haven't even thought are you doing a theme no okay if i do a theme i'm gonna disappoint guys (laughs) (laughs) i have no idea what i'm doing yet i have three weeks to think about it though so that's good let's just do Um, it let's just like like do random shit 
I'm like, because you get to the point, like, in the podcast, like, we've had so many episodes where you're doing, like, not, obviously not the same thing, but, like, it's, like, very repetitive. The same scenario, almost, like, the same step-by-step, kind of. Yeah, so I'm just like, you know what, sometimes, guys, we might not even talk about anything paranormal, but it's cool, so. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm not, like, saying, like, it's gonna be, like, related to, like... We've done so many at this point that when I pick something to do, I have to, like, I literally Google, like, thing spooky hour to see if I've already covered it. (laughs) I have a list of my episodes. I had to write them all down to make sure I haven't covered it. Smart. Oh, I know what I'm doing my three weeks off. But yeah, thanks for being patient with us. It's been a fucking crazy year, but it's a good year for us, so... It is. We appreciate you being patient with our million and ten breaks and hanging out with us and being our friends yeah but yeah we're uh i'm excited we're going to see my chemical romance on monday so i'm, I'm probably so gonna like, post something about that because i can um but yeah we'll still be on the social medias if you want to talk to us we i don't might not we might die post monday. any pictures from the wedding maybe one maybe one picture maybe one we should get like oh my god i'll bring up my graveyard dirt yes we'll get a picture that oh what do i have oh my god i should bring i should bring a ouija board up and we can get like the photographer to take pictures with the Ouija. she's gonna kill me but stop i love this we can't let your mom see but like whatever it would be so funny like what oh my god and like in the lodge in that room we can do it in there i love it i'm 100 percent down so guys that's the only wedding picture you're getting from danielle (laughs) yeah where i'm getting married they have like it's in a lodge and one area of the lodge has like old wooden floors and a dark fireplace and like it's like all like like dark Spooky. aesthetic <laughs> and it's so they like the candle oh my god and it's piano it's really nice so nice so excited 99.9% of the photos will be taken in there absolutely and if it rains that's where i'm actually getting married is in that oh really oh good yeah it's not going to rain though we're not manifesting that no we're not manifesting i mean if it rains it rains whatever but I mean, apparently it's good luck so we'll we'll take it i mean i'm gonna jump in the lake later so i mean like in your dress <laughs> no fuck no my mom would <laughs> murder like, me that's expensive yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so we're gonna be off for a while and yeah. so still be our friend that's that's the end of that yeah shall we get into it now let's get into it let's get some spookiness in here um we're gonna talk about the craig Derrick castle so this castle is located in Victoria, British Columbia. The construction finished in 1890. <laughs> I love that if it's not Ireland, it's BC. <laughs> right? And you know what's funny? It's like this family's from Scotland. So, I mean. <laughs> um, so it was home to Robert and Joan um, Dunsmere and their kids. Apparently they had two sons, Alexander and James, and then they had eight daughters. One of them died. Whoa. Yeah. That's a lot of like estrogen. Frank Murray is rolling in his grave right right now. (laughs) He's like, hold my phone, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, one of them unfortunately died during infancy. Um, So this family was, as I said, originally from Scotland and immigrated to Canada around 1850. So they were here for a bit before they built the home. Um, was, uh, Robert was like extremely wealthy and he worked in the coal industry. So he owned like coal mines and stuff like that. Um, this castle cost around 500 K to be built. <laughs> Must be Five, 500, 500 dollars, 500 K back then. Yes. Wow. Back then, which is like a shit ton. But like now it's like I paid just a hundred grand less than that for my home right now. And I'm That's attached like to somebody dirt right now. <laughs> yeah, it is actually yeah that's insane um february 2023 yeah yay (laughs) yay um so 
the building has 39 rooms. They have like the beautiful, yeah, they have like the beautiful like glass stained windows uh, and like, like, you know, like the churchy kind of windows. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, so gorgeous. The churchy kind. The churchy kind. Guys, I had to get a reverend to marry us, so like, shoot me now. He's the only one who would do it. Is he wearing his little outfit? No, I said it's non-religious and we don't want anything. He's like, that's fine. I think he's going to end up coming in like shorts or something. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going wild. Guys, he shows up and it will just get muddy. <laughs> I'm getting married on a Tuesday and apparently officiants are super backed up from COVID. So people are always getting married on Tuesdays now. because I actually busy. saw a, a post and I was going to share it with you, but I didn't know if you would like take it the wrong way. But it was like getting married on Tuesday is the new crop top wedding dress because crop top wedding dresses were like a huge trend yeah. for a minute. But now everybody's getting married on Tuesday because of all of the backlogs. Yeah. Which is so funny because like guys i didn't i wasn't like i'm gonna get married on a tuesday it happened we wanted to get married in september but then the day that i wanted the 21st it was like rent and it was too close to like cassandra's yeah so like what other day would work and Stuart was like well why don't we pick the 13th because Stuart or Stuart uh, river's birthday is july 13th and he's like so i can remember the number and that's oh how God, it worked Stuart. out i'm not even kidding that's literally how it just worked out so <laughs> and it just happened to be a tuesday and at some point your anniversary is going to be on friday the 13th so. exactly exactly do you celebrate both anniversaries still ew no i don't know i don't even celebrate my anniversary right now so (laughs) (laughs) we honestly just use it as an excuse to like we usually get like seafood or something we don't normally eat yeah and then like that's it (laughs) yeah i'm not going out and buying shit i'm just gonna eat nice food yeah um but yeah okay back to stop talking about sorry um (laughs) hold on my thing just froze okay um where was i oh yeah so pretty glass stained windows it's about twenty-five thousand square feet so it's absolutely gorgeous um now robert dunsmere died in april 1889 so 17 months before the castle was done being completed um so the castle's designer warren h williams also died during construction i think it was only in construction for like four months before he died yeah um how old were they um i'm oh but it was back then the life expenses expensancy i think yeah i think it was only like 56 <laughs> years he wasn't that old yeah yeah um so naturally back then his two sons alexander and james took over the construction as well as the coal mining business so james was pretty stoked on daddy's money so he built himself <laughs> a fancy castle in coalwood bc called Haightley castle um which some of you guys actually may know because it's it's in the x-men movies so that's like the big oh. fancy castle yeah it's fancy as fuck yeah it's so nice like he was like a lieutenant governor of whatever but like he also had daddy's money so that's so cool yeah so when their mother joan passed away in 1908 um the craig derrick estate and the land was sold to griffith hugh who paid thirty eight thousand dollars for it wow insane he ended up dividing (laughs) up the land so i believe it was like 29 acres or something it was crazy Um, So he ended up, like, dividing up the land um, and building, like, into lots um, because he wanted to grow, like, his real estate market. So he was was just, like, he separated the acres and then sold acre by acre off to people. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Um, So he wanted to grow his real estate market. He decided that he would raffle off the house itself to someone who purchased one of these sections, like, the subdivided land. Um, This lucky winner was Solomon Cameron, who did some dumb money shit, and it left him broke, and the bank took the home in 1919. Yeah. 
Um, from 1919 to 1921, the building was used as a military hospital, so you can probably know the horrific shit they saw. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Yeah. I didn't wasn't able to find too much about it. It was kind of... Because it was only open for, like, a couple years, so there wasn't too many records. But you just kind of know. You know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was then Victoria College from 1921 to 1946, and then Victoria School Board Office from 1946 to 1968. It was then changed to the Victoria Conservatory of Music from 1969 to 1979. And then from 1979 to like now, it's the Craig Derrick Castle Museum. And it's become, um, an, it became an, a national historic site in 1992. So it's owned by like some company of the same name. And they've just made a museum out of it, of the family and the cool. history. Yeah, it's really cool. So you can go on like tours and shit. Do they do haunted tours? Um, no. So they don't really acknowledge... Missed opportunity. I know. They don't really, like, acknowledge the fact that it's haunted, but, like, people that work there and people have gone there have, like, seen shit. They have pictures and, yeah. Um, so this museum... I'm sorry. I'm so (laughs) yawning. (laughs) It's been a long week, guys. Um, so this museum is visited a lot and there have been a lot of claims that the castle is very haunted, as I said. Um, there have been sightings of, you guessed it, a woman in white standing alone in a <laughs> castle ballroom. <laughs> Shock. Shock. <laughs> um, people have heard children crying in the building and also people hear the sound of like a piano playing. Um, people have seen this, uh, like a little girl running around the basement of the building and it's believed it's one of their daughters. Um, and there's also like an apparition of someone that kind of like is dressed like a maid. So they're not really sure what her story is. And they, like people believe that the woman in white is Joan. So the mother, she's just like wandering the house in her ball gown, wedding gown, whatever. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that's the, um, Every good haunted house needs a woman in white, white, right? I'm going to be calling you that all day on your wedding day. (laughs) The woman in white. (laughs) Um, So that's the Craig Derrick Derrick Castle. Um, However, we're not done yet. Um, As I mentioned before, James, he commissioned the construction of the Hartley Castle, which is also haunted. So the Hartley Castle was built in 1908, and it was built with this this statement from James. This is exactly how it was built. <laughs> and I quote, money doesn't matter. Just build what I want. Amen. Right? I wish. Amen. <laughs> I also want your daddy's money. That's the life I want to live. Right? I'm not meant to be this poor. Right? <laughs> I'm never going to live that life, but I'm going to keep thinking I'm going to one day. <laughs> So this castle is insane. It's like 200 feet long. has over 40 rooms. Is it on the same property or is it on a different property? No, it's like in a different town completely. Okay. Yeah. Um, like the like the Craig Derrick is like in Victoria and this one is in Colwood. Okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. So like it's still in BC, but like yeah. different areas. Um, so it was called Haightley Park and the Dunsmere family lived there for quite some time. James sold some of his coal rights for $11 million and retired wow. and lived with his wife at Haightley Park. So their estate until 1920 when he died at age 69. Hold on. So it was $11 million in like the night. Wow. Yeah. And that was just him selling off the coal He's mine. Like rich, rich. He's rich, rich. Um, so Laura, James' wife, passed away in 1937 um, in the estate. And I think it was just her and her daughter left. So when she passed, her daughter passed away like shortly after. Um, I wasn't able to find too much on her passing. Um, but the state was sold to the government two years later. And as the government does, they just kept selling off the land. Um, 
At one point, the Crown and Council purchased the building in 1940. So the Crown and Council is like, like the Queen, like British. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they bought it for like their British royals in case they got invaded. Um, but they it's their safe house. Yeah, it's like basically their <laughs> safe house during the war. Um, but they stayed in like their main mansion during the war in England, so they didn't need it. But they purchased it at one point, which is wild. Um, so this building was used a lot as like a military college and like training facility of some type. Like there was like army cadets in there and like all those super fun types of people. <laughs> <laughs> At girl leaving us another shitty review about cadets. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Like our only shitty review. <laughs> right. I think we offended her. That's okay. Oh, that's fine. Or him. I live to whoever, offend. right? <laughs> Your cadets still suck. Anyways, um <laughs> so it's been used as I said in tons of film. Uh, mainly X-Men, as I said previously. Um people have reported seeing a white figure move throughout the building, so another maybe woman in white. white. Yeah, who knows. <laughs> Um, so you can see this apparition anywhere. Um, but when it was a cadet school, kids were saying that there was a woman who kept tugging at their blankets at night. Um, in the kitchen, people have heard pots and pans being moved around and being like hit. Um, yeah, when like annoying. no one's there. Like, can you imagine like sleeping and hearing that? No, that's annoying. Yeah. You're I fight that ghost. Right. Like take my bed sheets, hit pots and pans. You're you know the bad girls club. Oh I my God. You sleep with y'all. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, that's the two Dunsmere owned haunted castles. We got a two for this week. You did. This whole time I was thinking when we finally have time to put merch together, we should put like a lady in white on one of the shirts. I am so down for that. <laughs> Hell We're working yeah. on it. We promise. We're just busy doing weddings and things. I know. I, we had like so much planned for this podcast this year and then I just... Danielle was like, I'm going to get married. Yeah. Let's just do that instead. <laughs> But the good news is it's all planned. We just have to actually pull the trigger. Yeah. Um, pun intended. But yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, like, I all... It just made me want to be rich, though, to be honest. <laughs> My goal in life is to, like... Ha- like have multiple estates where my family lives in every single one of them. And then when we all, like, die off, they're all haunted. Like, c- oh like God, imagine dying, so having so many estates. You could, like, hop from one. Like, it's like having a vacation house. You leave, like, a, like jewelry or something in each yeah. one that you're, like, connected to. So you could just, like, like a portal. Just, yeah, so you're not <laughs> stuck in one spot. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. We got to plan this. Yeah. We have to make this happen. Or, like, if we don't get, like, rich and have, like, send seven million estates, we just break into them and leave our jewelry in this there. Sounds, this sounds <laughs> like a book that was written <laughs> Does it? Sounds like the Horcruxes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. Oh, my God. Guys, we're actually Voldemort. <laughs> so, I don't want to say who in case, like, someone I know is listening, but this person I know, for some reason, thinks they are dying. They're not. They're just old. And They're just old. They, they're having, like, a party this weekend, and they've collected angels over their life, like, little angel figurines and stuff. Yeah. And she's making everybody like take an angel at this party as like her like death gift to them being like i'm gonna die i have one of my angels she's not sick like there's oh. <laughs> she's just like old and reached this weird point where she's like it could happen any day so like yeah party. so um 
so I was telling Carl about it and how she's like giving everybody an angel. And I was like, yo, if there's a creepy fucked up looking angel, I'll take one. He's like, no, Holly, you can't. They're horcruxes. She's just splitting her soul into all these angels. And I was like, oh, oh my shit. God. <laughs> kind of fucking smart, though. Maybe Voldemort had a point. Maybe Voldemort had a point. Yeah. <laughs> that point was not his nose, but like, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, there's Holly's random story of the day. Um, so we're going to get into... Uh, actually, no, there is murder, but very, very little bit of murder. Um, so I talked about this guy in an episode like two weeks ago, so I figured I should actually explain his case a little bit. Ooh. So today we're going to talk about the Unabomber, yes. Ted Kaczynski. I don't know this I one, I'm so I'm excited. Right. I didn't, I, I thought I knew, but there was things I did not know about this case. Um, so Ted was born on May 22nd, 1942 in Illinois. He was described as a bright child and was well ahead of his years in terms of schooling. He specialized in math starting at an early age and was enrolled at Harvard university when he was only 16. Which Danielle and I can totally relate to that. We also were like really good at math. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, well, there's his first problem. He's good at math. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He kind of gave Sheldon vibes when I was reading this part of his history. Oh God. Um, after completing his undergrad in 1962, he moved on to like like specialize in math at the University of Michigan, where he earned a PhD in 1967. Can I just I'm not I'm sorry to interrupt, but like someone like tell me why do people like why like why what do you do with math? What do you do with it? Uh, he literally just became a professor. That's what I mean. Like the, out of every, they could literally only. Teach. I guess like maybe architecture or like something like that, where like you need numbers to like know how to. I don't know. Fucking. I don't did. I didn't specialize in math. <laughs> no, obviously, fucking not. I'm fighting for my life trying to figure out Excel spreadsheets at my job right now. Okay. Like- yeah, guys, we were in a meeting. This is so. If someone's listening to this, it's gonna be hilarious. But I was in a meeting, and my boss was just like, we we're thinking, we we're like thinking about timelines, and he's like, okay. Like, three months is, like, how many days? What's the math on that? And I'm like, I failed math. And I'm like, oh, I should not have said that in my... <laughs> I work in finance, you guys. So... Yo, I tell people that, oh, you work in finance. That's even worse. Yeah. I was going to say, I tell people that all the time, that math is not my strong suit. Like, number, I, I see numbers and my brain goes... Yeah. Like, I just work here, so... <laughs> wild i forgot you worked in finance yeah um so yeah we're we're also really smart like this guy so smart um so he became an assistant professor at the university of california at their like berkeley campus uh later in 1967 uh his iq was 167 which according to google means he was a certified genius um, I was I always think that's i'm glad really... you looked that up because i was like what does that mean <laughs> i actually yeah i did have to look it up i actually specifically googled his iq because i was like why is it always the really smart ones that are the really fucked up ones because they know how um, to get away with stuff yeah he's he's really weird though he we're gonna i'll keep going um ted was not a very social person to begin with but something about being at berkeley sent him into a spiral uh he grew to hate modern technology and modern life and this eventually led him to quit his position in 1969 over the next few years he traveled across various states until he and his brother david purchased a plot of land in montana in 1971 they built a tiny cabin only 10 by 12 feet and that's where ted lived for over 24 years uh, with his hatred of modern life, he lived off the land. There was no heat, no electricity, and no running water in the cabin. Ted spent most of his time reading books and eventually began uh, writing something of his own. He probably uh, I really so hate. Bad. I really hate when I relate to the bad guys here because I'm like, <laughs> fuck, this sounds like a dream. Like, <laughs> I totally would do that, but, like, get a well, you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah. I, I don't think I could fully live off the land, but like, you know, if you put me in a cabin with Wi-Fi, I'd be good. <laughs> I don't even need Wi-Fi. I just want a toilet. Like, that's not I just want an outlet or an outhouse. <laughs> I feel that. I, feel, and I do love a good shower, like water yeah. pressure. Like, yeah. we had a shower at my cottage and it was like, it, we're all, we were on well water and it worked fine. One second. What did you do? Oh, thank you. I thought it was a bloody napkin. I was like, what did you cut? Okay, we're doing the podcast now. Another cameo by Riley. <laughs> I definitely left her cameo in, by the way. People loved you, Riley. I wasn't you were. Oh, I, I didn't take you, you out. <laughs> she gave me a cinnamon thing from Taco Bell or some shit. Yeah, Taco Bell. I thought the way she was holding it up, I thought it was like a bloody napkin. I was like, what the fuck did you yeah. do? <laughs> You're like, I don't want that. <laughs> okay. Um,. Well, that, that's Riley. Where am I? Um, so he began uh, writing what would later be known as the Unabomber Manifesto over the course of a few years. Um, so we're going to skip away from Ted for a little bit. Uh, in 1978, the first Unabomber package was delivered on May 25th. Uh, it arrived for a man named Buckley Christ. He was a professor of material engineering at Northwestern University. So the package was found in the parking lot of the the university where he was working, uh, and it had Buckley's address listed as the return. So someone, like, randomly found it in the parking lot and called Buckley, and they're like, hey, we found your package. Uh, And he's like, what the fuck? I didn't send a package. Uh, So he contacted a campus security officer because he's like, this is weird. I didn't send it. I don't know why it says my name on it. So this poor officer, Officer Terry Marker, uh, went to investigate. He opened the package and it blew up in his face. Um, Luckily, he escaped with only minor injuries. Actually, of the 16 Unabomber bombings, there was only three deaths. So... I, I mean, I hate saying that in a positive way, but, like, it could have been way worse. Yeah. Um, so, almost a year to the day after this, a second package was delivered to the same university. This time, it was disguised as a cigar box. Um, a graduate student named John Harris found this one, and he, too, suffered minor injuries when it blew up in his hands. People need to stop uh, opening packages that's not theirs. Yeah. I just... I and never like, open anything ever. <laughs> no. Like, I don't even want... Like, it took me, like almost a week to open the mail that i had jury duty so like (laughs) it was just a piece of paper like i'm not fucking opening it (laughs) i just got mine today oh it's so annoying i hate it so i was thinking about it and i'm pretty sure i think i've said this on the podcast before it's the exact same form i got when i was 18 and i never handed it in (laughs) so are they like um i just not handed it (laughs) i had it and then i didn't i don't know where it went oops oops um stop killing trees almost with jury <laughs> duty <laughs> on uh, on november 15th 1979 uh, a bomb exploded on an american airlines flight from chicago to washington luckily the bomb malfunctioned and it didn't detonate all the way it just kind of like let off smoke into the cabin of the plane mid-flight might i add i i honestly would have died anyways just from like the pure stress of the moment yeah um 12 people were treated for smoke inhalation but other than that there were no major injuries <laughs> my dumbass was just like why don't I just open a window and <laughs> <laughs> like as i was go for it <laughs> as i was thinking i'm like danielle you were really stupid they have the oxygen thingies right they gotta just drop those down i think so but i think i I don't know how that works, to be honest. I have no idea how that works. I hate flying. 
Um, I'm anxious just thinking about it. Um, Again, a year almost to the day later, a bomb was sent to the president of American Airlines, Percy Wood. Um, He he suffered some pretty severe injuries. I think he lost like fingers, and Mm. but he did survive the attack. Um, So after this targeted attack, federal investigators uh, formed a task force, which was called the Unibomb Task Force, which stands for University and Airline Bombing. So I am so stupid. That I thought Unabomber was like uni, Uni, like like U-N-I. Oh, I thought it meant like one, like uno, like... Oh, I thought it meant like, you know, like short form for like uni is like... like Yeah. I thought he just kept bombing universities. So I thought it was uni, meaning like one guy was doing these bombings. That's literally what I've thought this whole fucking time. That makes sense, Um, though. But it stands for university and airline bombing, and it's spelled U-N-A-B-O-M. Oh. So that fucked me up. I'm. I felt really fucking oh. stupid. Why did they make it so difficult, though? <laughs> um, so after they announced the the formation of this task force, the media started calling the the guy the Unabomber. Um, so it's named after the task force. I literally thought it was just there's one guy doing it. We're gonna call him the Unabomber. Um, <laughs> I'm just like cool name, bro. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so there were 16 total bombing attacks from 1978 to 1995. Uh, for sake of time, I'm not gonna go through them all. Uh, there were several injuries ranging several injuries ranging from minor cuts and burns uh, to severe burns and loss of limbs and loss of vision. I think someone actually lost their whole eye mm. in one of them. Um, Unfortunately, three of the bombs were fatal. Hugh Scruton was killed on December 11th, 1985 in Sacramento, California. He was the owner of a computer store, and that's where he received the package. So that's not uh, a university or an airline. Yeah, so he um, he targeted pretty much anybody that was involved in technology or, like, advancement of the future. So the, the professors and stuff he targeted were, like, professors of engineering and, and stuff like that. And then, like, obviously an airplane because, like, travel is modern and yeah. airplanes shouldn't be in the air. Um, so the guy owned a computer store. So he targeted him because computers. Um, so this all came from his... He just really hated that society was going to, like... Even back then, what they would call a digital world. Yeah. He would probably fucking lose his mind. Like, like I'm talking to you through a screen while talking to people through a stick. Talking through people through a screen. Yeah. Like, he would not be having this at all. He would probably <laughs> have a heart attack. Yeah. Um, so the, the next victim was Thomas J. Moser. He was an advertising executive at Burson Marsteller, which is a communications firm. Mm. So again, technology based. Um, he was killed on December 10th, 1994. Gilbert Murray was a timber industry Murray. lobbyist. I know. I saw that too. <laughs> like my cousin. Um, so he worked in the timber industry. So I guess that was like deforestation mm. was the aspect there. Uh, so he was killed on April 24th, 1995. Um, investigators had a difficult time tracking the Unabomber down because the bombs were constructed in a way that left no physical evidence behind after detonation. So there's no DNA. There was no like serial numbers. There's nothing to trace any of the parts back to the bomber or where the materials were purchased. There was just like a pile of garbage, essentially. Um, a few witnesses reported seeing a man in a hoodie and sunglasses around the time of various bombings, but that really wasn't much to go on, especially back in these times when... First of all, the cameras were probably shit if they did get them on camera. Yeah. Um, In April 1995, investigators received an unexpected break in the case when the New York Times received a letter from someone claiming to be the Unabomber. The suspect wrote in his letter that he would stop the bombings if a major newspaper... 
Pepper. Newspaper. (laughs) If a major newspaper would publish his manifesto, uh, the New York Times and Washington Post ended up working together to publish the letter as an eight-page spread um, on September 19th, 1995. Uh, The manifesto was 35,000 words entitled Industrial Society and Its Future, uh, but would later be called the uh, Unabomber Manifesto by the FBI. Uh, In this manifesto, uh, Ted rambled on about how technology is the downfall of man. I'm going to use this quick summary I found uh, in an article from Deseret News written by Brooke Adams. So she just kind of did like a little, you know, like the back of a book that kind of like squishes it down. She did one of those for me. Um, There's no fucking way in hell you're reading eight pages of complete and utter bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, quote, industrial society and its future begins with Kaczynski's assertion, quote, the industrial revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for the human race. He writes that technology has had a decent destabilizing effect on society that word was hard um had a bad effect on society it has made life unfulfilling and has caused widespread psychological suffering kaczynski argues that most people spend their time engaged in useless pursuits because of technology technological advances he called these he oh my god he calls these quote surrogate activities wherein people strive towards artificial goals including scientific work consumption of entertainment political activism and following sports teams he (laughs) predicts that further yeah he didn't like sports um he predicts that further technological advances will lead to extensive human genetic engineering and that human beings will be adjusted to meet the needs of social systems rather than vice versa he calls for a return to primitive primitivist lifestyles so basically he's saying like all of these things like like movies podcasts sports science learning things is all distracting from our main purpose which is essentially eat sleep and shit it was like to just Um, to breathe like exist yeah um so he he thought we should go back to primitive times um again i hate that i agree with him to an extent media is not the best thing that's happened to us as a society yeah i was gonna say he like he makes like not that he makes good points there's points there's some stuff that can relate but then also like there's we wouldn't be here without the advancement of technology that yeah. we've gotten. Like, yeah. Like, I agree that it's science, flawed it's and I agree. Like, like sometimes when I see like kids who are like glued to their iPads and yeah. stuff, like no, no parent shaming at all, but like, I, it's just weird. We've, you know, we're, we're growing up in a society where we've conditioned ourselves to not have an attention span. Yeah. Yeah, we have all, like, I agree on the the distraction part. Like, they're mm -hmm. all micro distractions. I saw a fucking TikTok or something that attacked me so hard the other day. This girl's getting in bed. She has, like, a show on her laptop, a phone, uh, something else. But it was like, what do you need, like, six forms of media to distract you from your thoughts? And I was like, wow, fuck. It's fucking true. (laughs) And I think that's the only thing I hate about, like, nowadays is, like, the social media aspect and how, like, people just feel the need to just be dicks all the time on it and like yeah rude. but like well in, they've forgotten the the fuck around and found out nature of you know yeah. you come up to me and say something like that you yeah. know <laughs> i agree to like to some extent in some aspects of life but then on the other aspects like in terms of like where we've come through like technology and being able to cure diseases and stuff like yeah. that it's like yeah it's yeah you have to like be even thankful. just like the lifespan of oh, as a whole like people mm-hmm. used to die at like 20 like yeah it, it's it's like 
Like, we so, have a chicken pox vaccine now, and it's only been around yeah, for, like, 10 years. I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I, I fucking lived. just had to go through chicken pox. That's the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, people used to have, like, chicken pox parties. <laughs> now we're having COVID parties. But, yeah, he's, he's, I wouldn't say that he's 100% incorrect. Um, his methods were not correct at no. all. Hor- horrible method. See, I think um, that's, that's the shitty thing, is, like, you can think what you want, but that doesn't make you correct in someone else's mind. Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean you can go around and drop bombs on people. Exactly. Like, if you want to live your <laughs> life that way, then live your life that way. People can't tell What he you should have done is maybe gone, like, the politician route or something and try to, like, you know, implement some school programs or, you know what I mean? Like, do it in a beneficial way and not... Therapy. You know? Yeah. Ther- therapy is fucking great, you guys. <laughs> Endorse therapy um, every day. <laughs> <laughs> sponsor me at therapist <laughs> therapist <laughs> so ted's brother david uh he saw <coughs> sorry i'm choking on nothing ghost stick actually i knew you were gonna say that <laughs> uh so ted's brother david saw the manifesto in the washington post and he immediately recognized it as the piece ted was working on in their montana cabin you know, they lived together in that tiny cabin i i couldn't figure out if david still lived there but ted at least did okay so, like, David lived with him for a bit, but I don't know if he lived with him for, like, the whole thing because, like, Ted was building the bombs in that cabin and oh, David so. didn't know. Okay. So, I think David left at some point, but they, yeah, they did live in there for a little while. Um, so, he contacted uh, federal investigators and told them he suspected his brother was the Unabomber. Investigators headed to the cabin on April 3rd, 1996 and arrested Ted under the suspicion while searching the cabin, they uncovered a mountain of evidence le- leaking, oh my god, linking Ted to the Unabomber attacks, including bomb parts, uh, journal entries describing the targets, and handwritten drafts of the manifesto. On January 22nd, 1998, he pled guilty to the charges against him in exchange for a sentence of life in prison without the possibility of parole. Um, he spent most of his sentence isolated in a cell at a high security prison in Colorado, but he was actually moved to a federal medical building in December of 2021. So I assume this means he's on his way out. No, no, no. But yeah, that was uh, an interesting case because I like didn't a hundred percent disagree with aspects his of his thoughts. Yeah. But the actions were not it. That was not it. That was no. not. No, no. But Just yeah, cause you think that happen. doesn't mean someone else has to. Or even if you want to try to convince someone, like, that's You're not doing how it you the do wrong it. way. <laughs> that's not the way. Like, go out yeah. and, like, like protest. Like, do a lemonade stand, yeah. an information booth. Like, yeah. <laughs> and a pamphlet, goddamn. Yeah. Write articles. Like, oh, man. The craziest thing I learned, though, was how he got his name. I literally blew my mind. That's insane. That I felt so fucking dumb. I I thought it was just meant like short form for university. So here we are. <laughs> We're really good at this. We are really really good at this, guys. Maybe he was just like really mad because his name was Ted. Like I feel like my name was Ted. I'd be pretty pissed too. Teddy. Teddy. <laughs> I will never understand how that's the short form of Edward. You're it's... fucking with me, right? No. Is it actually? I, yeah. Or Theodore, I think. Like both of them are short forms of Edward. No, it's like Ted is a short form of Edward and Theodore, I think. Whoa. Yeah. I yeah. thought Ed was short form for Edward. 
Dude, so many things are. Sh- I, what did I read the other day that was short form for Edward that fucking blew? I want to say it was Ned, like Ned Flanders. Real. And I was like, you can't just throw letters in that yeah. weren't there in the first place. But also, like, what's like? Form. But like, if Ned is a short form, what's the long form? Of Edward. Of Edward. That can't be right. Nedward. Nedward. <laughs> <laughs> what are those things called when you like mix letters up and you like you? rearrange them to make another word uh that's not how you make short an anagram yeah anagram did you say nanograms and anagrams no nanograms sounds better yeah i think it is (laughs) but like that's not how you come up with short forms you know (laughs) like short form for daniel is dan because (laughs) d-a-n you're very impassioned by this that's fucking stupid yo i was we were talking about this uh me and carl because i think that's where i saw the ned thing yeah and i was like most people just call me like hall which like i'm not like a huge fan of but i don't really care he's like i'd call you lee and i was like why what? <laughs> i'm calling you lee from now on <laughs> please don't yeah well, i'm going to hey I lee i won't answer <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we've fallen down a fucking hole come be our friend yeah come be our friends and tell us if you i'm so tired agree that ted should be a short form of edward <laughs> Because this is important. Or just, like, comment different weird short forms that you know. Because, like, I'm learning new ones every day. And, honestly, they're kind of pissing me off. (laughs) They're, like, my favorite. It's, I guess, like, because Stuart, his short form is stew. But my favorite is when people spell it S-T-E-W, like the food stew. Like the food? Yeah. Because that's how his name's spelled, you know, S-T-E-W. That's, like, the stupid way to spell Stuart. I, that's usually the last name way. Like, I've never yeah. seen a first name spelled that way. No, neither have I. But, like, it, it's That constant. being said, I call you Yelly. Like- <laughs> I know. That's because I... But, like, if I, there's Yelly in my name if you had a Y at the end. True. So I'm not that far off. No. I call... But, yeah. Emma is Uma. I call Riley Lou because uh, there was a show way back in the day called little lulu Mm -hmm. and when riley was a baby she would get like so fucking amped when it was on so i just started calling her lulu when i was like a kid that's so funny it just just stuck like i still call her lou my dad if i no go go ahead no i was gonna say if i'm like if i'm in the basement i'm trying to get her attention i don't yell riley i yell lou it's like (laughs) you'd be like perfect in britain be like i need to go to lou but you're actually like (laughs) riley where's the lou where's the lou Riley's just the Boy, toilet. It's fine. Went way off again. Yeah, my dad calls me Wheezy, and I don't know why. Like I don't wheeze. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you did. Did Maybe. you have sleep apnea at one point? Like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Holy fuck! Yeah, anyway, yeah, drop your your unexpected short forms and nicknames. I'm genuinely curious now. Yeah. We're actually just going to do a whole episode on this. Yeah, back to that. <laughs> like us, like veering off of true crime and paranormal. We're going to talk about <laughs> short form names <laughs> and why they fucking suck. Yeah. So, Did we drop everything already? No, I haven't you know even our said socials it. I haven't now. even said oh. it. Yeah, Instagram, a spooky hour podcast, Twitter at spooky hour, email the spooky hour podcast six 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 at gmail dot com. We'll see you in a few weeks, friends. Bye. Bye. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. <laughs> we both forgot. We did. <laughs>